Welcome to another episode of the Wholesale Elite Podcast. I am Aisham Hipshire, joined by my main man, Mr. Tanner Santucci. What's up, dude? Happy Friday, bro. Happy Friday. Let's get it going. Guys, today we have a gentleman uh, who I've, I've known for a little bit, um, but I'm, I'm so curious to dive in uh, to this, this man's life. Uh, and, and his story, um, because I think you'll find it quite fascinating and maybe even relatable. Um, and so I want to introduce uh, to the world and introduce the world to Mr. Joseph Dozier. How are you, sir? Doing great. How are you doing? Well, we're well, man. How do I pronounce your last name? You just said it, bro. I said it. That's yes. it right there. It's funny. <laughs> um, it's, dude, it's funny. Um, during for my wedding, my grandfather um, said Dozier, and my dad um, told me that my last name is French German, which I never knew. And so my grandfather s- pronounced it correctly, but I've always heard Dozier, but it's it is Dozier. So that's hilarious, dude. With my so, yeah. name Aisham, we have a very similar story. So I I mispronounced my own name. And I didn't realize that until I spoke to my grandmother. So I'm named after my father. I'm the second, right? Which means my grandmother okay. named my dad. And, yeah. uh, and so before she died and, you know, we would talk, she would say, awesome, awesome, this and that and awesome. And I was, I was like, why does she mispronounce my name? Um, but come to find out, she named my dad Isom. He never went by that name. He always went by his middle name. And so when I grew into, because I was known as Charlie as a kid, uh, our middle name is Charles. So when I became okay. an adult, I'm like, I don't want to be called Charlie anymore. I'm an adult. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be called Aisham. You know, the the name that I was given by birth. So I started telling people to call me Aisham, and for years and years and years, I eventually found out that I was mispronouncing my own name. So, that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> so, amazing. so what, what, what is what is what is the what's your uh, origins of your name? Uh, it's, it's, it's a long story, but it had really has nothing to do with anything cool. It's, it's not a cool story. It's not like it means like son of a King or anything neat. It's, <laughs> it's an old English surname, but that's enough nice. about me. I want, I want to, <laughs> I want to learn more about you. Good <laughs> sir. Joseph, let's, yes, sir. let's do this, man. Let's, you know, take, take our audience on a, on a little bit of a history, uh, journey into your life. And let, let's start with your origin story, man. Cause, um, you know, I'll just let the cat out of the bag. You're a pastor um, and that's what you do for a living. And I yeah. don't, I don't know many pastors that are real estate investors. Um, I don't think that that's a disqualifier or anything by any means, um, but you don't come across, uh, you know, a lot of, of, of you know, pastors. Um, and so yeah. before you got to, to your pastoral duties, what's your story, man? Where'd you come from? How, what was your upbringing? What led you uh, to, to where you are right now? Yeah, great question. So um, I'm, I live in Virginia now, um, part of Virginia called Williamsburg, Virginia. Um, it's like literally dead center in like between two major cities, uh, Norfolk and Richmond. They're like both out one hour away. Um, but I'm not from Williamsburg. I'm, I'm actually from the Virginia Beach area, which is an hour away from here. Um, Grew up with um, divorced parents and Same. Uh, actually grew up in the church, but, you know, I never really followed like God, never really followed Jesus. Um, I, I 
you know, I would always say I'm a Christian, but really never really followed, followed God. And then, um, one year my mom got a, a job in Richmond that was in my eighth grade year. And so we moved up to Richmond, Virginia, and that's actually where I do most of my deals now. Um, so we moved up to Richmond, Virginia, and I went to high school there uh, for four years. And then after I graduated high school, uh, we moved to Williamsburg. So I, I just moved uh, to Williamsburg with my mom and uh, had a great time. And then one day I come home on my birthday weekend. Uh, she told me that she gave her life to Jesus, gave her life to God. And um, that was on my my 18th birthday. Um, I just came back from like partying at ODU. And, and to be completely honest, I was, uh, I was curious on how long it was going to last because I just kept seeing it, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Like I said, we grew up in the church and I had a question. Yeah, we'll see how long this lasts. And but also I was like, why, why would you do it on my birthday weekend? Like I'm, I turn 18, like when you turn 18, like you, everything starts when you turn 18. And so, which I was already doing everything before I turned 18. Um, but she asked me to come to church with her and I did. It, I, I said, yeah, I mean, I, I've always been a fan of church. I love church and never shy away from it. But again, we never went, but we went to church and, uh, the pastor was talking about being a follower of Jesus. And I always um, said that I was someone who followed Jesus, but really never lived my life like I did. And so that was the day I said, okay, I'm going to commit my life to him. And that was actually in 2010. So 12 years ago. And now I'm actually a pastor at that church and uh, got met my wife at that church. And, and uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a fun journey. Now we have two kids another one on the way and uh it's 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 a phenomenal story phenomenal journey that's incredible so what does your wife do so she's a hairstylist and so uh she's been a hairstylist uh ever since she was in um ever since she graduated high school and she has an amazing business but we actually just uh kind of took like a step of faith she's um cutting back her hours so that I could, um, so that she could stay home ma- mainly with the kids. She just worked today. Uh, today's Friday, so she's only working on Fridays now, and and I get to watch the kids on Fridays, which I've always done because I'm always off on Fridays. And um, yeah, so she'll she'll be doing that, but also you know honing in on her wedding business as well, like doing hair for weddings. And so we're just excited for what uh, is to come. So that's awesome. So she's, uh, you know, hairstylist who's kind of scaling back a little bit when she was going, uh, full time, so to speak, was it her own business or was she working with someone else or. Yeah. So originally started as, um, like commission based and then she moved to a different salon where she would do a booth rent and then it's her own business. And so, yeah, she's been, she's had her own business for a long time and she's a beast, man. Like, everything that she does is phenomenal. I just like, I like her, her, she always takes before and after photos. And I'm just like amazed by how in how she does everything, the process of everything. And, 
And so I'm surrounded by hair all the time. And um, I don't know if you see it in the background. I, I know you said we're mainly audio, but that's hair right there sticking out right there. So, like, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we're just surrounded by hair. And, and my daughter, um, right, and she, she's just like wanting to follow her mom's footsteps. I have a son as well. And um, he's, he's picking up basketballs and footballs. And I'm excited for that. And so we'll see where they go. But but yeah, my wife's amazing. She's incredible. And, um, but she's an awesome mom too. Like, I just can't, I, 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 I have so much to say about her. I, I think That's I awesome, can take, bro. you know, not just days, but years to talk about how amazing she is. So. That's awesome, bro. Awesome. Well, how did real estate come into the picture? Yeah. So, um, as you know, 2020 happened with COVID and and uh, everyone took a step back to kind of just reevaluate their lives. But then, uh, to be honest, when uh, George Floyd happened, um, that kind of, you know, kind of made me just go on a journey of just learning more about um, our history and what we need to learn about. And so um, I was just listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, and then I came across one podcast. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Uh, T.I.'s podcast, uh, Expeditiously. I don't know if they still run it, but he had a guest on there called uh, John Hope Bryant. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's an entrepreneur, um, very famous guy. And, and uh, I was very intrigued by what he said, but something stuck out to me within that podcast. And I, I listened to that podcast twice yeah. and it was cool because we were on a road trip and I listened to that twice. And um he, he talked about how African-Americans need to have financial literacy. And I kind of looked at myself and I said, you know what? I don't even have financial literacy. Like mm. I need to dive into this and I know, and I want to get out of debt. And uh, I also have a, uh, I have a, so because of my family's a little weird. Um, so I have three sisters on my mom's side and then two sisters on my dad's side. So I'm like the only breed you can say um and then um i have one of my sisters on my dad's side she has a cousin that is a pastor and a real estate investor as well and so that's where you can kind of see where the idea came from um but he owns like 12 13 rental properties he even owns airbnbs and so i called him up one day i said hey i would love to learn about financial literacy and real estate investing. And he told me, Hey, study for a whole year, come back to me. Um, because I got out of debt. I got out of school debt. Me and my wife got out of school debt, which was awesome that year. And so I took a whole year just learning. And, and when I say learning, like listening to all the podcasts, reading all the books, uh, I was door dashing. And so when I was door dashing, I, 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 I listen to audio books. I listen to podcasts. I renovated my, my, um, my bathroom at my house for a whole year, which was all my, which was my fault, which I will never do again <laughs> in my life. <laughs> um, but listen to bigger pockets and it was just honing in on real estate investing. And then I learned about wholesaling because wholesaling is one of the areas where you can get in real estate without um, money down. And I was very intrigued on that. But I, I also realized I don't have enough time to pick up the phone and call sellers and door knock and drive for dollars. Plus, 
because I'm a pastor, I don't like mixing uh, my my um, my career with like other business. And so my business is actually 45 minutes out of where I of where I live. So I don't mix it um, so that mm-hmm. everything can just stay. Hey, here in Williamsburg, I have a reputation to uphold. And even in business, I still have a reputation to uphold. Sure. But like, if anything ever comes out of it, like it's, it's cool. Like it's, it's not going to be that big right. of a deal. Um, but, um, yeah, so I listened to it. Uh, I actually found out about Astro. Um, we're, I know we're all in the same group together. Uh, I found out about Astro through like a, an ad cause Jamil was talking about like, uh, how to do this business without zero marketing and, and doing it in an in, in untraditional way. And I was intrigued. And then I said, man, this is way too expensive. I'm going to do this by myself. <laughs> and then, um, so I actually started in January of 2021, just picked up the phone and actually, uh, start, uh, started my, uh, business account, opened up a business banking account, opened up an LLC, just because I know that that's how you uh, make sure everything is clean and smooth. Sure. Starting out. And so and this is two years ago, 2021, is, you said, right? Oh, sorry. 2022, 2022. Gotcha. Sorry. I, okay. I, I apologize. 2022. Um, so once I picked up the phone, it took me like uh, until March of 2022 to like call Astro back because I was just getting very frustrated. I was watching other people be successful and I was just like, you know what? I just need some help. Um, I need some help. And so, um, sorry, my uh, webcam is being a little crazy. All good. All good. Uh, so I, I was like, I need some help. And so I called back Astro, talked to my wife and I said, Hey, let's, let's just go ahead and do this. And if, if I don't, if, if I get in, if we get back in debt and I, and I don't, I don't pay off this debt, it's going to be my fault. And you know, everything that, everything that I don't make, I'll, I'll make sure that, you know, I, I'll pay it off and I'll, I'll do the extra, I'll go the extra mile basically. Got it. Two Let weeks me, uh, into, go, oh, ahead. go ahead, please, please, please. Carry I, on. I was going to say two weeks into the program, I got my first deal. And so it was awesome. <laughs> Man, I'm glad I didn't cut you off then. <laughs> <That's a laughs> uh, let me ask, let's go back to the uncle. Okay. So you, you know, you've got this uh, kind of blended family. Um, why did you, why did you seek him out in terms of, I know you said you, you know, you, you listened to the podcast with John Hope Bryant and he said that, Hey, African-Americans need to figure out, uh, you know, financial literacy. How come he was your North star for financial literacy? Cause he was doing it. He was African-American on rental properties. He was doing what I was doing in my career. He was, he was already doing it. I and see. So, so like, you already you already knew he existed. It wasn't like you yeah. Asked, okay, got you. Yeah, like I knew he he existed. I it was just from conversations. Like I never like I never started off like oh I want to do this. I want like it was like oh that's cool. Like that that's awesome that you you do that. You know like, but after it, it, it triggered something in my mind to say man, 
I need to be financially well, you know, and, and being a pastor is awesome. And a lot of people, a lot of people know, like pastors don't make much and I don't do this because I don't make much, Sure, but I also want to, I also want to learn how to invest. I want to learn how to be financially well off. But I even told my wife, like, I want to teach my kids how to be financially well off. Absolutely. Like I wasn't taught that. I, I, I didn't get taught that in school. I, I went to college. I have my master's degree. I didn't get taught anything about like financial literacy. Sure. And so I think it's just important. So I went to him because he was already doing it. And, and uh, he's, he's an, he's an amazing person too. Like uh, he's just growing and scaling his business. I don't, I, I wish I could talk to him more, but he's just super busy, you know? And, and, uh, but he is someone that I often go to and say, Hey, I got this deal, you know, do you, do you know anyone or do you, are you looking for something? But yeah, he's, it's pretty cool. Okay. So he said, come back to me in a year. Has, has yeah. the year elapsed? Oh yeah. It's been, it's been elapsed. Uh, but I, I, I got to just chat and, and I, I talked to him about wholesaling, what he focuses and, and specializes in rentals, long-term and short-term rentals. And so, um, so yeah, we talked multiple times. We, we sat down, I told him about wholesaling and how I would like to get into that. He connected me with someone else that does it, who's in the area. And so he's just been a really good resource to kind of just pick someone's brain and, uh, and just talk to him about like the business and, and he's just been, he's just an, uh, been an amazing resource. I see. Awesome. Well, okay. So just so that, that our, our listeners and viewers can get a, a better insight into, um, kind of where you're at right now. So you, you, you essentially got started earlier last year, right? You said January yeah. 2022, um, um, you know, you, you kind of stalled for a little bit and then you're like, all right, I need, I need help. So you reached out to Astro, got plugged into the system. And then within a, you know, a couple of weeks later, you, you got your first deal. How's life been since then? It's been going well, man. I'm learning a lot. I'm learning all, all about, it really is up to you to, to go after these things. And um, the whole entire year I, I closed four deals. And so, but that's, that's been you know, what's, what's really taught from Astro is really squatting up with people. And that's, that's essentially my success. You know, um, I acquire the deal and then I give it out to someone who could help me close it, you know, and, and it's just been awesome. There's only one deal that I've closed all by myself, but you know, um, I think it's your first one. It wasn't my first one. It was actually my third. It was, it was like my third one. And, um, my fourth one, I, I, like, like I said, three out of four, I've been JVs with, with people, actually one person, uh, from Astro, uh, Jared, uh, I don't know if you know him, but, um, he's been, he's, he's also been an amazing resource, you know, like, you know, how you talk to me about you and Tanner just talking, like there would be a span of a week where me and Jared would talk and I would just learn from him because he's just, He's just been growing and, and his business has been flourishing. And so he's someone that I really trusts and rely on. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just been, it's been great. Um, it's a little slow to the, it's a little slow to the year, but I have one in the pipeline right now. Um, so hopefully that closes next week. 
Um, but other than that, we're we're looking to uh, keep going. I'm um, I'm headed to um, Phoenix next month for uh, Mastermind, which will be my first one, and I'll, I'll learn how to scale that up too, and and learn how to network and and squad up with more people. But yeah, I'm looking. I'm I'm hoping to get you know, I'm I'm hoping to get better at this at Absolutely. this business. Then. So. Absolutely. I mean, you're definitely plugged in the right group. Let me ask you, what, um, what is your currently, what's your biggest challenge right now uh, in your real estate business? Well, my biggest challenge right now, bro, is just time. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out a good system, you know, um, sh- shoot like agent like so my main my main strategy is direct to agent um and like today for instance like i spent a lot of time comping mls deals but then you know not getting a hold of the agent and um my nine to five it starts at i have to be at the office at like 8 30 and uh i don't get off until five and i was uh sharing with i think uh someone I think Brittany Behrman and I was sharing with her, like my struggle right now is just finding the time and finding the right time to talk to agents. Like, when are they going to pick up the phone? Like, I know they're not going to pick up the phone at 7 a.m. Cause I know that I can, I can start phone call, making phone calls at seven. I just recently tried to, you know, make phone calls during my lunch, like from 12, and sometimes they pick up the phone and then I get off at five. And so are they going to pick up the phone at five? <laughs> I do, have, I, right. I do I, but I do have a family to come home to, you know? And, and so I think my biggest challenge is time and, and I'm just navigating that right now. That is Absolutely. just one, one thing that I'm navigating in, in this business. Cause you know, you guys have, you know, you guys have the, that have the space and the time to just blow open the doors um, for someone like myself that absolutely loves my job. Like I, I love my job because it's with people. And that's actually one of the reasons why I, I wanted to get into this space. And, and that's what I want. One of the things I loved about Jamil is that, Hey, we do business because of relationships. And so like, I love my job because it's helping me get better at my job or this wholesaling business is helping me get better at my job with communication and Mm. and follow up. Um, But at the same time, it's like, well, I don't really have all the time in the world. So Fridays are are my days where I try to like hone in and and get things done and throw on a movie for my kids. But other than that, I think it's just really time time to answer your question. I figured it was really important to have you on because it's good to hear the perspective of someone who has a job, who's kind of working this thing full time and, or excuse me, part time and hasn't given up. And not only hasn't, have they not given up, but you've done deals. You know, we, uh, one one of our first podcasts was uh, Jacob Simpson and uh, Jacob's crushing it now. You know, his business does well over six figures a month. Um, and it took him a whole year, over a year to, year to a land half. his first deal. Yeah. Year, a year and a half, half. To, wow. to knock out his first deal. So for people like you, I'm fascinated to, to ask, 
what keeps you going? You know, because there's so many people who give up on themselves or who, they'll give themselves this kind of false timeline of, of all right, I'm going to get my first deal in, in, in 30 days or whatever, or my first deal in such and such. What's kept you in the game? Yeah, so it's pretty funny, man. Um, I think I would have given up on myself years ago. Um, mm. So I got my first deal like my two weeks in, it didn't close until like the next month, but I got it. Like I got it assigned. I got, it was like a, it was my, it was a micro flip, like just a small micro flip. And then I got my second deal, like two weeks after that. And I said, Oh, we're, we are rolling. We're rolling. We're about to crush this thing. It's about to be amazing. I get home from my cruise, like sitting pretty, like I get, I get a good check in a uh, good um, wire. Uh, as soon as I get home from my cruise, uh, me and my wife's anniversary cruise. And then after that, it was just kind of went downhill from there. It was like, oh, my gosh, like just scratching my head. I didn't get another deal until September. So my last deal was like my first two deals were April, May. And then you get this law of like June, July, August, and then finally something in September and then another like law and and just working it and finally i get something in december and that was one of my biggest uh assignment fees which is awesome but like i would i would tell you man like the mindset shift really helped me a lot um astro week one is all about mindset and there were a lot of things that i realized about myself that i had i just had to learn unlearn and and still to this day, like I have to keep my mindset in check because it's so easy to just be like, man, like I got a deal and and nothing happens. And I, I'll tell you this, like after my third deal, um, I got the check in the mail. It was awesome. I felt great. Went for a run and I just felt discouraged. Like, man, like I can't do this. Like, what am I doing? Like just right after I get a check. Like I, I just got a check in the mail, go for a run. And I just feel myself discouraged and, and like, man, like, can I keep doing this? Can I just keep doing this? Can I just keep going? And I had to keep my mindset in check. Like, yeah, like we got to do this. One, my, one, my wife is stepping back from work. So I have to, um, but also because, you know, we have goals. We, we, there's, this is bigger than, than just wholesaling, you know, like, uh, my company's name is called Rebuild Capital. That's what my LLC's name is. And I want to rebuild lives. I want to rebuild cities and I want to rebuild communities. And so that's what it's all about. And so I have to keep going. I have to keep uh, pushing forward and I have to keep uh, pressing in and and I have to keep, keep keeping my mindset set in check because if I right. don't, um, it's easy to quit. And so... I think at, uh, week one of Astro really helped me just really stay locked in and focused because it really um, helped me lock in on my mindset, which my mindset was just, I just had some negative thoughts. And well, let me, and like let I me said, ask, let me ask you this then real quick. I mean, what, what about, I mean, I know you just said after you, you got discouraged after getting a check and usually no one's going to be discouraged in this business after getting a check. So why, why exactly did you have that feeling or why did that overwhelm you then? I think just the, the aspect of keeping it going, 
like, okay, we got to do it again. Right. Like that one check isn't going to, that one check isn't going to, you know, um, what's the word? Uh, I'm drawing a blank here. Sorry, guys. That one check is not going to fulfill everything. You know, the, if you want to go right. on vacation, you got to get another one. Or if you want to travel, you got to get another one. Or if no, you want to scale your business, you got to get another one. And so it's just like the overwhelming aspect of, oh man, like I wish that this one check could just, you know, save everything, but it's not, I have to keep going. And it's just like, man, like, do I have, do I have the mindset to keep going? Do I, do I have the bandwidth to keep going? Like, this is nice, but is it worth it? Like in those things just came into my thoughts as I was on my run and I had to like, tell myself yes like it's all worth it like we got to keep going it's fun this is amazing <laughs> this is awesome like you would not be where you are today if, if you didn't do this business you know and i'm amazed by by what i what what, I, what i've done like i can't i can't i can't i cannot describe how amazing it is to be well off in just a one year you know and it's it's awesome. I, I I never had that before. <laughs> Absolutely. Let me let, let's go back a little bit because you, you said something. I want I want to dig a little deeper in. You said you know in week one and whatnot that that, that helped you, and you said that there's a lot of mindset stuff you had to unlearn. What were some of those things you had to unlearn? Yeah, man. So one of the things that they talk about is. Um, Shoot, I can't remember the specific week, but um, or the specific um topic, but it was all about um going back in your past and the lenses. Yeah, the lenses, I think, and it was remembering um oh defaults, defaults. Ah. Like we all have defaults, and there were some defaults in my life that I had to just like, Hey, like we got to stop this. This is not, this is not good. Like we can't just default to this kind of mindset. We can't default to this kind of action. Um, share, share a little like, more, man. I just, I want you to give some, I want to give some real good value to the audience because there's someone yeah. that's going to hear this and be like, Oh, that's me. Can you be a little bit more specific? Yeah. So, yeah. So specifically like quitting, like I'm, I'm a quitter at heart, you know, that's just a default in my, in my life. Why? Possibly because I've been surrounded by people, you know, I grew up in a divorce home. So you could say, you know, your mom and dad, they quit on each other. Obviously like I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say they did that, but they didn't live out their commitment. Right. You know? And so going from there, I've, it was easy for me to quit things in life. Like I would Mm -hmm. always say, well, I don't feel like doing this. I'd be very passionate in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then a month later I'd be like, yeah, I don't feel like doing it. I just don't feel like doing it. And it would just be easy for me to get out of it specifically for like school. I was really smart when I was younger. Um, 
but I got to a point where I just didn't care. I really do think that, you know, I think my parents' uh, situation played a part in it because I was really hoping for them to, you know, get back together. I was really hoping for them to, um, you know, make amends, but that never happened. And so I, I think, you know, taking that into consideration, that played a factor into me just like, you know, I just don't really not going to give it my all and not going to really care about these things. Um, another example is it's like a funny example, but like I'm someone who likes to stay ahead of like trends and that really matters to me. And okay. um, they talk about something like that. Go back when you were like in, in kindergarten or first grade and, and something happened when I was in kindergarten or actually first grade, probably third grade, I would say third grade. I know I just like jumped here. Sorry. It's all good. Um, <laughs> third grade. Uh, do you guys uh, remember the show Survivor? Yes. Oh, yeah. So I never watched that show ever, but kids were playing um, Survivor and I never watched it when I was little. And I specifically remember someone saying, oh, Kobe. I was like, oh, Kobe Bryant. And they were like, no, it's from Survivor. And it was that moment where I was like, okay, I'm never going to, I'm never going to um, not know stuff. I'm not, I'm never going to not be someone that does not know a trend. And so from that day on, it's like, it's like, I, I want to be ahead. I need to be ahead of the game. And so when I was in high school, I would always get the, I would always get fresh music. I would, people would come to me sometimes to ask me, Hey, can you put music on my iPod? Cause I was the guy I was one, not the guy. I was one of the guys that had new music. And if you, uh, if, if three P uh, from Lil Wayne um, was playing, I already heard it two months before. And I was like, yeah, that's old news. <laughs> but that was, that was like an ego thing sure. that I had to like, unlearn for myself and like say hey it's okay not to be on top of trends it's not it's okay to kind of be yourself and like really care about what actually matters in life does that make sense and so like that that's another thing that i had to just kill my ego and my ego is wants to be ahead all the time it wants to compete i always want to compete with people but i've had to like collaborate more, you know, like I like, I like working by myself, but I, I have to start collaborating more because if I don't collaborate more, then guess what? My business is going to flop and it's going to fail. If I'm going to, if I'm, if I'm going to look at other people and look at how they're ahead of me, I got to Okay. There's something in me that says, Oh, I, I have to, be ahead of them because I, I just cannot be behind. I'm living in a space where I'm like, okay, well, they're ahead because they're one, they have the time to do it, but also they're crushing it and I need to celebrate what they're doing. I need to start celebrating their their accomplishments and and actually sit back and say, okay, what can I learn from them? Because if I don't sit back and learn from them, I can let my ego get ahead of me and be like, well, I'm not going to do this. Or, 
I quit because I'm not ahead. And this, this isn't the lane for me, but it's like, no, like, come on, man, we got, we, we're in our own lane. You know, we, we're going to, we have our own business. We need to celebrate what other people are doing and learn from what other people are doing. And in the process, we're going to, we're going to grow and we're going to learn. Does that all make sense? Dude, that makes perfect sense. You know, uh, gosh, I, I think that celebrating other success is the, the, the antidote to scarcity mindset. You know, it's, it's, and, and, and honestly celebrating other people's success. And, you know, there, there's a bit of fake it till you make it that you kind of sometimes need to do in the beginning uh, in order to build the habit. But um, you know, over time, gosh, my, you know, I say this on, I feel like almost every podcast, but one of the reasons why Tanner and I started this, this podcast specifically, um, I think one of the names we threw around in the beginning was like REI mind and my, it was all mindset stuff because we realized that that was the most important part for success in this business. It wasn't the skill set. It really wasn't. It was the mindset. The mindset's what keeps you going. The skill set can get you a quick buck, maybe a few more after that, but the mindset's what keeps you in the game. And, and you pointed out something that, you know, I encourage, you know, the listeners and the viewers who, who aren't a part of Astro, um, if you're not looking for mentorship or whatever, that's fine. But gosh, invest in the in the in the coaching program just for the first week. I mean, the first week is so powerful. I actually I was on a podcast with um, uh, Jamil Damji, who is the you know the CEO uh, or the excuse me one of the owners of Keegley, and he's the head of Astro. And you know he he actually said. Because I told him, I was like, man, I wish I could, I wish my family could watch this. And he was like, let them, give them your password. And I li- I had to stop myself from like bawling, from just getting teary-eyed. Because that was, I'm like, oh my gosh, if, if my family can watch this, they, they can literally change their life. They can literally change their life. So I introduced to my sister, she started hitting me back and she's got some great things going now for her. And it's just phenomenal. One of the things that really helped me. So I, you know, I asked you to be transparent, so I, I'll do the same. Cause I know, you know, it's some pretty deep stuff that you really have to kind right. of bring into in that first week. And um, for me, you know, one of the default default one, I remember was uh, so for anyone who's not familiar, uh, these defaults are things that happen to you way, 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 way long ago that have impacted you that you may not even know it, but everything that you do, you typically run it through the lens of one of these defaults, meaning like you filter it through this thing first. Like for you, you, you had to filter out being ahead of trends. Like you didn't want to be embarrassed anymore. You didn't want to be ashamed. You didn't want any of that stuff. So that led you to become this person to where when, you know, years and years later, when you're in your teenage uh, years, you're, you're ahead of the game now, you know, people are coming to you for stuff. And so for me, I'll never forget my default that I, I recognized after some deep diving was think I'm great. i I wanted someone to think I'm great because I had some crap that happened to me in the past where I felt like, like I felt foolish. I felt stupid. I felt dumb. I would hear people say these things to me over and over again to where that was my filter. So I needed people to think I'm great. And they always say, you'll recognize your defaults because you see it in everything you do and in every interaction you have. And I started thinking like, wow, for me, like that's it. Cause I want, I, I had this crazy need to impress people. 
You know, I want people to think that I know my shit. I want people to think that I'm smart. I'm with it. I've got all these things. And man, when you can find out these things about yourself, you can then start to check yourself a little bit and just kind of understand where it comes from to where it's no longer weighing you down. So kudos to you for, for being vulnerable and, uh, and, you know, telling that to the world. Cause I'm sure there's some other people out there. I too, I had a, you know, I came from divorced home. So both my parents were, you know, divorced. We moved all the time. I mean, all the time, both my parents Mm. were in the military. And so I had zero consistency in my life. None nothing. We were moving all the time. My parents didn't know what to do. We were broke sometimes. Sometimes we had a little bit of no consistency. So, you know, becoming an adult, I had to learn consistency, especially, you know, being an entrepreneur. And so it it helped me to acknowledge those those things from the past to help me move forward. So I thank you for sharing that, man. Again, I'm I'm sure, you know, someone listening or watching is going to hear that and resonate. Um, Yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, like, like I said, you know, every, every single person or like myself, I just had some defaults that I just had to unlearn and we all have them, whether we like it or not. And it's, we got to be honest with ourselves, you know? Um, And I have to be honest with myself. And so it's tough. You don't like to, you know, be honest. You like, I like to put everything under the rug and absolutely. And, and, and hide, <laughs> hide things, but like, you're not going to grow unless you get things out in the open and you say, Hey, we got to address this. Yeah. Like, you're sweeping up stuff under a rug. Eventually you're going to trip over it and you're going to keep tripping yeah. over it until you get it out. So I just want to add one of the biggest things I think that I noticed when you were talking earlier, Joseph was the ego. I, I think that's one of the most important things that people that can ruin a business or ruin someone, especially in this business. Cause when you have that ego, you, you think, you know, it all, or, you know, you're, you're maybe less willing to collaborate with others, right? Cause you have mm-hmm. that giant ego, but when you can drop that ego and you can realize that maybe that is a, for whatever reason, whether it's self doubt or maybe, you know, a, a reason growing up, but if you can drop the ego and be vulnerable, like you just, like you had mentioned where you had to unlearn some things, that's when you can really see, start to see your business excel. Because I think, early on in most entrepreneurs and I can, I'll speak for myself is there is that level of ego because you feel like when you, especially when you're getting into an industry or, um, you know, a, a business where you don't know everything, you almost like I said earlier, you almost feel like you have to fake it to make it when in reality you don't. Um, if you can mm. be vulnerable, you can drop the ego, you can let others know, Hey, I'm new. I don't know what I'm doing, but I want to, I want to learn. Like that's the biggest yeah. thing. And so it's important that I think you mentioned earlier that, the ego is something you had to almost unlearn and be willing more to collaborate and be open to situations. So again, I just wanted to add that. I, I would, when Joseph, I heard that earlier, I was like, yeah. that's important. What's one of the yeah. greatest lessons so far that you've learned in the world of real estate? Oh man, relationships are everything. And I'll tell you, I got to give you a story about this one deal, bro. Um, it was my, it's actually my recent one. I just closed. This thing was a roller coaster, bro. Like it, uh, I got, I, it was, it actually came from like a cold call from an agent and, um, called the agent. I was very transparent with her, uh, told her, Hey, I, I may assign this deal. Is that okay? She was like, yeah, that's great. Like, that's fine. Like as long as we close. And so, um, the seller was like 
uh, a lawyer, but his house was a hot mess. Like we were just kind of like thinking like, how could you live in this kind of <laughs> this home? But he did it, you know, and kudos to him. But um, it turned in, I found a buyer for it. I found a buyer for it and the, um, the buyer just kind of like flaked out on me, which was fine. Like I still talk to him to this day. Like, like I'm not one of these people that's going to sure. be like, well, okay, peace out. You're not going to, I'm not right. never going to do business with you. But I got this thing under contract because the buyer said, Hey, I can lock it up at this thing and we're going to move it for this thing or this price. And then after I locked it up, I found myself in like a bind because like I had to drop EMB and cancel the contract. So I had to drop EMD or potentially drop EMD, lose $5,000 of EMD and then cancel the contract because that's what we agreed to. But um, luckily Jared, uh, who's in Astro, been talking. This guy got his guy out there and I made more than what I was going to make. And that's just because of my relationship with him, but also the relationship I built with the, the agent, the agent, yeah. the agent, the agent was surprised how much we made. She was like, you made 25 K on this thing. <laughs> and I, she texted me that and I didn't know what to think. I was like, I sent that to Jared. I was like, Hey bro, like how should I respond to this? Like, <laughs> like cause we were both splitting 25 K and I was like, this is weird. Like, I don't know how to respond to this. And he was like, yeah, man, that's, this is the first time I've ever seen that before. That's, I was like, okay, I'm just going to shoot the gun. So, so yeah, I, yeah, we did like, but we're, we're, we JV'd on this. And, and I was like, I don't know. I don't, I can't tell if you should be angry or like excited for me. She was like, no, I'm like super excited for you. Like, and then I even got coffee with her uh, one day when I was up in Richmond and we just talked about it and just building that relationship and, and she said, you know, if we close this deal, like I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I mention your name. And I think that's just the power of relationships and, and the power of integrity, but also the power of saying you're, what you're going to do. Um, recently, I just had to cancel a, a, a deal last week that I had under contract. And it was very unfortunate. I was really upset that I had to do that. I hate canceling contracts because it's your reputation. Your reputation is right. on the line, but not just that, like, it's you you said that you were going to do something yeah you're not able to help the right seller. yeah and i said i was going to do something i said i can close at this and i feel bad not i feel like you know i i i did I, obviously i know it's not the truth but i feel like i i disappointed you know the sellers but and and actually i was in it they threatened to sue me first time ever doing that but we actually got out of it, which is fine. But like at the end of the day, I don't like canceling contracts because we said we were going to lock something up at this price and we we're going to do it. And so, you know, Jesus says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And so I told myself, okay, like I need to get myself in a situation where my yes will be yes. Will that always happen? No, I know that for a fact. I know I'm going to find myself in situations where we're just going to have to cancel the contract and it is what it is. But if I can control what I can control and actually do what I was going to say, 
that's going to help me build solid relationships over time where agents can keep coming back to me and trusting me with more opportunities to be a solution in people's lives. Because that's at the end of the day, that's what we're doing. We're building relationships to be a solution for sellers, not just a seller, we're being a solution for the agent, not just the agent, we're also being a solution for the buyer. And so like literally we are the middleman to connecting all of the dots so that everyone wins and we just get to we get to be a part of it. And so builds all the relationships. Man, that's a great response. Yeah, and you're right. You know, we as as wholesalers play an incredible role um, in the world of investing. And when you're doing it uh, with integrity and with transparency, um, you can you can move mountains. It's pretty powerful the the stuff that you can do once you learn that honesty is good enough. Um, and so I'm I'm glad that to you uh, that you said that and that you you know that that was a sounds like a pretty impactful lesson that you learned, uh, which probably will shape some of the deals, you know, in the future moving forward. And so, man, wrapping up this episode, dude, first of all, thank you so much for your time and for your insight. Um, like of I course, said, I'm thank sure, you. yeah, dude, I'm sure a lot of people are going to, uh, you know, be, be able to get something from this. That's really going to help them move the needle. And so in, in closing, um, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure Tanner will, may want to ask something, but, but I want to ask you kind of a real big, broad question. I, I feel like you, you would give a fairly powerful answer to this. Um, what is, you know, well, let me ask you, if you had an opportunity to, to stand on top of a soapbox and all the news channel cameras are pointed at you and all eyes are on, on, on Joseph, what would be your message to the world? Oh, man. I don't know. I, I, no one's ever asked me that. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Man, I think um, at the end of the day where people are, you know, I would say Jesus loves you. Mm. He died on the cross for you and he rose again for you. And so you know, God, God created human humanity and he, God created humanity, breathed life into humanity. And now we get to have a relationship with him and I'm just honored. So I just want people to know the good news of, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that's what I would talk about at the end of the day and let people know that, but it's because of the love of God that he has for all of humanity and and wherever people are whoever even if they don't even believe it like i'm not there's no shame and there's no no hate or anything it's just hey that's just that's just in my heart that's what i you know i was i was talking i was listening to someone yesterday and they said which was a really good quote or good comment they said whatever you are immersed in that's what's going to come out of you mm. and so you know, I think I'm just so immersed with, with, with God and, and, and Jesus. And, and I think at the end of the day, you know, um, I love him so much. And, and that's what I would, I'll, that's what I would talk about, to be completely honest. Fantastic, man. Fantastic. Well, you are definitely a man of commitment. Um, you're, you're a man of your word. Um, and 
Brother, I it's too bad that we don't do deals in Virginia, man, because I'd I'd love to uh to do a deal with you. But if you ever find yourself, Dude, I want to do deals with you guys. I need. I, I'm gonna. What do you guys need? How do y'all? How can I serve you guys? Seriously, like that's. Um, I want to do like uh, part of this is like, hey, I want to I want to close some deals with you guys too. I want to expand the network and and let's get some deals done. You know, like what what do you guys need? Absolutely, bro. You're serving us right now by being on the podcast. To be honest Absolutely. with you, this is this is this is our main goal. You know, we've we've got not not to say that we we don't want more, but we've got plenty of partners and folks that are that are feeding us deals. We are super fortunate and grateful for that. So just for you being here and being able to share your story, you know, with with our audience, um, we plan on you know this this podcast isn't going anywhere. We're going to be doing this for for quite some time, and so people will be able to look back. Your, your kids at some point are going to you know listen to this and see your you know their young dad <laughs> tell uh. tell a story of, of you know his his beginnings. You know, because I'm sure I'm getting old though. I'm getting old. I'm I'm 30 years old. I, I tell I tell everyone this. Um, I went to the gym, worked out my upper body. Uh, actually, no. Yeah, I, I worked up. I worked out my lower body and my no, sorry. I worked out my upper body and my knees started hurting that day. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's just going downhill from here. Uh, I'm just kidding, but yeah, I just want to say, yo, seriously, thank you so much for uh, inviting me. Like, I don't know why you in, in, invited me. Like, I don't think I have much to contribute, and I just appreciate you. Uh, doing that it's an honor to be here but i also want to call i want to point out something um i should specifically i remember the first day you hopped on well the first time i heard you hop on a call with jameel i said man this guy is going to be incredible just because of the questions that he he's asking he's hungry to grow he's hungry to learn and then i remember you asking specifically about this podcast because in my mindset, like, why would I start a podcast if I haven't done anything yet? But the fact that you are already new to this, but also growing at the same time and not afraid to step out and say, hey, we're just going to do this. Like, that is courage that I long to have. Like, and so you are setting an example for myself to, like, not be afraid. You too, Tanner, like to not be afraid to step out and actually say, Hey, this is what I have in mind. I'm going to do it because it's in my heart and I'm going to pursue it. And the fact that you guys have so many episodes already is just incredible. And, and I think this is just going to continue to blow up. And one day you'll, you'll, you'll be sitting in the ranks of like, you know, Grant Cardone and Ryan Pineda and, you know, you'll be sitting in those seats and, and maybe, you know, yeah. possibly you guys, They'll be learning from you too. And I know they will, you know, and, and other people will be, other people will be learning a lot from you. And, and I'm just excited to see where this is going to go. And, and I'm just honored that I get to be a part of it in the beginning. And, and, uh, I, I can't wait to see what You're the process is. Come on now. Chill out. Bro, we'll tell you what, here, here's the deal. We'll get you back on here. Um, you know, six months, a year from now for an update, because I, I, Come I, on. I I love progression. I just love it. And so it's, it's good to capture, you know, the stuff, the, the, the early ugly stuff in the beginning, just like, you know, a year from now, I'm sure Tanner and I's interview skills will be <laughs> so much better. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it's ugly in the beginning and, and it's okay. Um, 
Dude, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, bro. My first sermon is on YouTube and I cringe. I cannot look at it. <laughs> and I, 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 used, I used to rap too. And it's like, no, I can't. I can't do that. I, I can't even look at it ever. And sometimes I'll, I'll show, I'll tell people, hey, go here. You can watch me and just see yeah. how it, I have developed over the years. And it's just yeah. amazing what time can do. Absolutely. It's just so cool what time can do. And so Absolutely. I'm excited yeah, you- to see Wholesale Elite Podcast be the number one podcast in entrepreneurship business. And everyone's going to be listening to it. I can't wait. Let's go. You heard it from the man himself. Everyone, Joseph, thank you so, so, so much for your time, brother. Uh, again, yeah, it's been awesome. an honor and a pleasure. Can't wait to have you back on. And uh, guys, we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Peace. What up, Elite fan? That's a wrap for today's episode. But look, if you got value out of the show today, do us a huge favor and give us a review or give us a like or subscribe. Do all the things to help us get the word out there. And look, we want to see you on the next show. So get out there and crush it, make it happen. Stay tuned for the next episode. Peace.